0: Alhamdulillah, welcome to the first episode of the Koswa Podcast. As usual, podcast with a cue. I am Azizi, and together with me today is
1: I am Safia.
0: And we are the founders of Koswa House. So um what we plan to do with um the Koswa Podcast Weekly is they we want to cover what we studied with our students on our Saturday madrasa. What we're going to do is with the younger students. So this will be the Cosford Prime from pre-primary all the way to um, year, year six. Year yeah. six years. So I think before that, just probably just break the ice and get us a bit more relaxed after a hectic day, first day of the um, year at Cosford House. Um, yeah, how was the holidays?
1: Oh, the holidays. We had a wonderful time, didn't we, as yeah. a family? Yeah. Um, I think the highlight was the camping we had uh, six nights um, just as down yeah, in Donnelly.
0: Donnelly, yeah, Donnelly River. That was a beautiful. And um, it was also a unique experience. It was the first time we camped without a tent.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: we actually... We didn't know that there was a hut there. That was a beautiful um, nine, built in, hut built in the 1930s. Uh, we slept in there. And then we also built that um, one-man debris hut.
1: Yeah, and I thought... Um, the water was really nice. Um, yes. we did a lot of swimming. Yeah. Um, and um, for the first time, we fished for Marin, yes. which was a really nice experience.
0: exactly. And I think um, this is this is a very important part of uh, uh, building a cohesive family that you have some time where you just go as a family, your nucleus family unit. Um, uh, uh, often people go camping or outings um, with friends. well those are those outings are important also very important that we make time to just be as a family. So what we see is that uh, our daughters don't have any other people to play with, but uh, play with themselves. So the elders, who is 13, um, she's there actually managing the um, video, managing the feed. Um, She has to entertain her younger sisters. Yeah,
1: and they get closer together. And I think there's uh, memories that they Bring along with them when yeah. they grow up. Yeah, so we had our three camping trips with um, three different lots of um, people, people, and yeah. um, it was uh, it was really nice uh, yeah. for the holidays.
0: Yep, yep. Alhamdulillah, that was great. So I think that was th- that that uh, was enough recharge, reju- reju- rejuvenating uh, for us to s- start um, another year. And so now we are in term one of twenty twenty three. Um, just an outline of how we do uh, our syllabus at Qaswa is that every year, uh, Term 1 will be about um, purity and prayers. And Term 2 will be fasting, and charity, zakat. Term 3 will be hajj and stories of the prophets. And mm-hmm. Term 4 will be the seerah of the Prophet wasallam, our so Prophet. Yeah. And uh, one thing uh, I think what we do as well at Qaswa is that generally everybody will study the same syllabus but at different depth as they grow older. Um, um, Alright, so uh, the, let's just look at an overview of the syllabus um, this week. I think the yeah. aim uh, was to introduce who our God is. I think yes. that's a primary aim, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. so we really wanted to... Um, g- most children know that um, in Islam, our God is Allah. But we want to supply them with knowledge surrounding um, who is Allah and the concept of the God. Um So for the for the younger children, uh, the concept of a God, um, if from young they have been taught that we have a God and our God is Allah, it sort of like comes very quite naturally uh, for them, and uh, they know that Allah is the Creator. Uh, But for a few children where um, they have not been introduced uh, to the concept of God, uh, we would have to um, give them a bit more um, so that they would understand. so, for example, like today, um, we really went through um, our God is Allah and we learnt how to spell yep. yeah. uh, for the pre-primaries and um, the year ones, year twos, how to spell Allah in Arabic mm-hmm. and then how to spell Allah uh, in English. Uh, this is because we want them to actually see when they see decorations at home, uh, when they see writings in the Quran, in the Mukaddam, they can pick out. Um, yep. That that is Allah. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: not just some random shapes that they're seeing around. They see that that is the name of our our God. And I think one thing that um, we emphasize here at Qaswa when introducing Allah to younger children is the concept of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim because that is what Allah introduce. This this is how Allah introduces himself the most. Well, he has ninety nine names. There are other names like the the Al Adl. The, the just He is also a Jabbar The compiler Qahar and so on There will be punishments Those elements But with, with younger children um, They are not um, Spiritually responsible For the punishments Yes So I think it's important That we introduce Allah to our children With Bismillah rahim That he is Ar-Rahman And he is Ar-Rahim And we introduce Allah As the God That we have to love um, that we worship out of love. Um, I'm not sure if you had the time, because uh, I understand with younger children it's a bit harder, but on this, in, in the syllabus we actually, uh, it's, it's part of Allah is our ilah, because we were introducing the shahada, shahadu Allah, ilaha, ilallah, that there is no ilah but Allah, and the word ilah comes from uh, alaha, the one that is worshipped, but can also come from walaha, the one that is loved, so he is the one that is worshipped out of love, and why should we love God? Yeah. yeah.
1: So when we did, um, we uh, always introduce uh, and start everything with Rahim and how we do it for younger children, uh, we always say before we do anything, uh, you know, we say Rahim and it means that in the name of Allah, the most loving and the most caring. So we use very simple and easy words for children to understand. Um, and I think that really helps them. And today, uh, it was really quite uh, nice in class. So after we uh, introduced the name of Allah, and we always do a lot of um, songs mm. in our young children because they enjoy singing. Exactly. Um, and we love singing together. And instead of supplying them with, you know, Western nursery rhymes, um, at Koswa we Always teach children um, Islamic nursery rhymes. So the melody might be the same, the same, but the words are different. So, on today, um, we taught them how to spell. Um, the word Allah. So it went um, like, there is one God and no other God and Allah, Allah is, is the His one Allah. God. Alif lam lam ha. Alif lam lam ha. Alif lam lam ha. Alif, lam, lam, ha. And, and Allah, Allah is, is the, the one, one God. God. So if you know the rhythm, it's actually after Bingo the Dog Song. Yep. But we changed the words to um, suit it. Yes. Um, and that makes it really, really easy. Um, yes. for children to understand
0: exactly i think uh, because they, they they're already familiar with the melody it becomes easy for them to just you know um remember and they will hum it at home while they're playing on their on, on their own and i think that's really important um and uh, did you explain why actually do we need to love god and how yeah you, how so um
1: what we, we we did today was uh we were talking about um allah the creator and allah um giving us a lot of things um so we uh we talked about um that allah made the world and everything in it so like the animals and the trees and the plants and the food and the water um and also everything beyond planet earth like the different planets and the stars and the moon Um, and then um but how we then we said so allah made all of that but then when we want to introduce Allah as the most loving and the most caring, we actually gave the uh, example of a mother. So um, we, we asked the children, so like, okay, um, like you all have your mums. Mm-hmm. And do you love your mum? And they say, yes. Um, and they say, do you, do you think your mum loves you? And they say, yes. I say, what does your mum do um, for you? So uh, many, they will get examples from the children. So they would say like, oh, my mom cooks me yummy food. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom helps me with my clothes. Uh, my mom uh, makes my lunch boxes. My mom uh, kisses me uh, good night. My mom reads to me. My mom teaches me. Um, my mom will help me when I fall down. So the, the children came up with all these wonderful examples. And they said like, my mom does so much things for me. And then I said, like, and that is why you love your mother, don't you? You love your mom because your mom is very, very kind to you. And then I said, like, do you know who's more kind than your mom? And I said, like, Allah is more kind than your mom. Why? Because Allah gave you your mom. Yep. Because Allah gave us all our family. So then the children were like, oh, yeah. Then I said, then uh, your mom cooks the food, isn't it? Let's say if your mom cooks rice, where, di- where did that rice come from? Then they said, from the shops, yes. But where did the rice from the shop come from? Then they say the farmer. Then where did the farmer get the seeds to plant the rice? Then they said, so everything grows with the will of Allah. Because if the, uh, the farmer planted the seed without water and sunlight from Allah, the plant will not be able to grow. Without the soil, the plant is not able to grow. So Allah is the source of all goodness and the source of all love. And Allah loves you so much that Allah gives you food and drink and family. Yeah, with
0: the bigger kids, we actually explain uh, the concept of His name, Ar-Rahman. Um, so with the bigger kids, we, we mentioned that the importance of Bismillah rahmanir rahman rahim before you start everything. You're reminded that Allah is Ar-Rahman and Allah is Ar-Rahim. But what is the meaning of Ar-Rahman? Well, with the younger kids, maybe you do it just um, that uh, most kind, most loving. But with the bigger kids, we wanted a bit of depth. So we're talking about year th- to year three, year four and, and above year three, four, five and six. A bit a bit more depth. So we dissected the word Rahman and we say the word Rahman shares the same root word with the womb of the mother in Arabic, which is Rahim, Raha and Mim. And we asked the students back, like, why do you think Allah mentioned that He carved out or He made the word womb Rahim from his name Rahman? And the students were like hmm, why? It, it is it's a bit um, it's
1: Abstract, abstract isn't, isn't it? It is yeah.
0: abstract. But when we explain to them, they can really see it. Because say now you see when a, a, a baby is in the womb of the mother, um, everything is supplied for, for the, for, from the mother. This is the only time that the child will experience unconditional love. That's true. True unconditional love uh, from the mother. Because you don't have to eat. You don't have to drink. You nourish directly. You don't have to breathe. And you don't do and you don't repay uh, your mother. You don't even say thank you. All you do is sometimes you kick the mother. And this is the only time you kick the mother, and the mother gets excited. The entire village gets to know about it. Uh, you give the mum back pain. You give the mum sleepless nights. Yet the mother continue to provide and continue to love.
1: I think that's a metaphor that I think the children are able to actually relate to. Yes. So isn't it?
0: Yeah. So when we when we, I mean, uh, say this thought this to the children, they were like, oh. now, if you can imagine the love that a mother has for the baby in the womb, and you take this to the extreme, because this is Rahman, not just Rahim. This is extreme. Now Allah loves you way more than that, that He provides for you everything. Even your mother is created by Allah. That everything that you know that is good comes from Allah. He sent down rain so that vegetation, trees, and fruits can grow, and we can eat those things. Everything that we have came from Allah. Even though we, 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 we disobey him. I, the example that was given in class uh, is, uh, imagine if you didn't wake up for fajr. And I mean, granted, a lot of the younger students don't wake up for fajr, mm. especially in summer. Summer, yeah, it's, it's very It's too, hot, uh, too early it? for them. So say, imagine if you don't wake up for fajr and Allah said, all right, no oxygen for two minutes because you missed two Raka'ah. What's going to happen? No. All th- no matter what you do, he loves you. He continues to s- provide for you because he is Ar-Rahman. Is uh, Ar-Rahim.
1: yeah, and I think that's um, I think that's one of the things that we do at Koswa that you see the different depths, yes. that we as the children move along. So, even if they're learning the same syllabus mm-hmm. um, in pre primary, they're actually getting a whole different depth Dep- kind of yes. content as they're aging up, and then that just moves beautifully um, for them that they understand um, their religion deeper and deeper yes, as exactly. they move along.
0: Yeah, and then uh, with the bigger kids, we actually ended with um, discussion about if we love our mother, how do we show love to our mother? Um, so you do things that your mother love, you try and make your mother happy. Um, your mother knows that she loves a clean house, so you clean your room, you make sure that the laundry is done and so on and so forth. Now how do we then uh, express and show our love to Allah? Uh, we allow the students to come in and give the answers But of course as teachers and f- we, we need to facilitate the discussion It's not just yeah. free discussion We know what the answer we want But we want it to come from the students So the answers that we wanted should be Should fall into one of three categories One is to make ourselves good So mm-hmm. in order to, um, to to show that we love Allah That we have to make ourselves yes, um, yeah. good And then number two The second category Uh, are things that are helping others to be good. And this is an important distinction. You can only make yourself good. You can't make others good. True. You can help others be good. So you make yourself good. You help others be good. And the third is to uh, to, to make the environment clean and beautiful. Now, why do we want the answers to fall within these three categories? Because... Uh, I think we've summarized this from the beginning of Qaswa, that these are the three broad responsibilities of a Muslim.
1: Yeah, so um, we definitely teach that for the children, isn't it, from the beginning, um, that uh, we we call it the three, three jobs, <laughs> three duties of a Muslim. And we teach the children this. It's almost like it is our school motto, yes. our madrasa motto, um, that we have got three. We make ourselves good. And you help others be good because you can never force yes. anyone to be good. But you have to help them, but you and have encourage to them. Help yes. and encourage and model yes. um, so that people will follow your know, good example. And um, the environment is something that we've got only one planet Earth.
0: Yep. But someone did ask like, um, why, sh- why do we show our love to Allah? By making ourselves good, making helping others be good and be kind, be, be good or make make the environment clean and beautiful, um, what is the relationship between that? And the, the, the metaphor that we gave, the example that we gave, is that imagine that if you have a beautiful piece of artwork, you just did it beautifully and you gave it to your sister. Um, and what would you like your sister to do with it? Of course, you would like the sister to keep it nicely, Display it nicely Keep it nice Clean Beautiful So Allah created us Allah created Everybody else mm. Allah created the environment Yeah So he wants us to be good And he has Sent us guidance On how to be good He also wants then Us as human beings As Khalifa As um, We've got a sense of responsibility yeah. To help others be good Because they are also Creations of Allah And we help others be good Because we love them mm. uh, Because we love Allah, we love things that Allah created And finally Make the environment clean and beautiful Again, extension of whatever that Allah created We have to look after it and Make sure that it's always nice and beautiful Yeah So, uh, I think you didn't get to cover Because of course, different different age group uh, With the bigger kids We always start our t- year with The Hadith Jibreel, the foundation of the um, religion uh, Some of the students um, that have remember sort of remember it because they've been with us for 3 years they go like ah oh, this hadith again but we always say that it is important this we need to drill this down you have to remember this and as you grow up and you read the same hadith or re- you will you will realize a different dimension yeah. a deeper meaning to it so hadith jibril is the hadith when the prophet was sitting down with uh, his companions came a man from nowhere wearing very white shirt um Yet no one in the community knew, knew him. Them. Medina mm-hmm. was a very small town. Everybody knew everyone. Uh, this one, this guy's a stranger, and he was wearing all white. That means he can't be a traveler because if you're traveling through the desert, you will see traces of dust, okay. sand on your shirt, on your head. This guy didn't show anything. He went and sat knee to knee with the prophet, and we showed in class how the sitting is. You're sitting as if you're sitting in prayer, knee meeting the knee, and he placed his, um, thighs, uh, his palms on his uh, on thigh, And he asked the prophet a series of questions. And um, this is where, before we go into the knowledge, which is the question, uh, the man actually was showing something very important.
1: Yeah, the menace. The
0: menace, the adab. And I think we are losing a lot of uh, adab uh, in the community. And as time Mm. goes by, and I was giving an example in class just now, that when I was studying um, with one of the strictest sheikh when it comes to adab that I've encountered is Sheikh Nuruddin Al Banjari. You can't even move away around like this. He expects you to sti- sit, and sit nicely. You don't check your watch. Um, he gets insulted. You're supposed to focus in in, in the learning. Uh, initially, I thought this is too much. Why is this sheikh mm-hmm. being so strict? Until I actually sat in a circle with Habib Zain bin Smith, and he was there. Habib Zain is Habib uh, is uh, Sheikh Nur's uh, teacher. And through, throughout the two hours that we were reading the uh, the text with um, uh, Habib, Habib Zain, Sheikh, Sheikh Noor was seated in this prayer position, and he was just, he had in his notebook, and was taking notes. He did not change his sitting position for two hours. And he remind, it, 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 and af- after that, I tried very much, if I'm in his class, I try and sit as nice as possible, because I know that he is holding us to a standard that is you know, lower right? than, than, than he is. He expressed. He puts himself to a higher standard that I have to do this, and he expects lower than our st- his students. But if we continue in this trajectory, then in the end our students will be lying down and sleeping and uh, so yeah,
1: And I think it's also like in the Western world where we are living, um, here the concept of manners is, is something that is also foreign. missing is yes. and foreign um, when it comes to being respectful uh, in t- uh, especially towards the elderly especially towards the teacher um, in our eastern cultures we would never address an older person by their first names okay. but here it is addressed um, yes. as such and I think the children our Muslim children here need to be taught uh, yes. What is respectful in our religion And they need to know um, When to y- be respectful yeah, So we yeah. also
0: discussed about the concept Of barakah That for you to gain barakah in your studies You need to have manners And this is why the mother of Imam Malik When he was sending Imam Malik For the first time to study when Imam Malik was young uh, Imam Malik said His mother reminded him min qabla min ilmihi Go and study from his manners Before you study from his knowledge so the hadith Jibril emphasizes that before the man started asking prophet a series of questions he said in, in a good way showing good manners and then he asked the prophet what is islam the prophet explained islam the five pillars of islam what is iman the six pillars of iman what is ihsan the two pillars of ihsan worship allah as if you see him if you don't see him know that he sees you and then um, ask when is qiyamah and the prophet said you and i don't know the answer and what are the signs? The Prophet gave the two signs And then he left And then the Prophet asked the companions Do you know who this man is? And the companions said Allah and Rasul knows best And Rasulullah said that He is Jibreel dinakum. He came Jibril came to teach you Of your religion And this is the foundation Of everything we teach at Qaswa The holistic approach to Islam That you must have The fiqh or the Islam dimension What to do um, You have to pray but you also need to understand the why. And the why is the Iman dimension. It explains to you why are you praying. Because you believe in Allah, the angels came and brought revelation down to Prophet Muhammad, telling us we need to pray, and there will be accountability in Yawmul Qiyamah. We cannot just f- tell students you need to pray without explaining why do you need to exactly, pray. Exactly. Yeah. And then the final dimension is the Ihsan dimension. How do you do Salah in the best possible way? And that for you to gain... Benefit from your salah Either benefit in this world Benefit in the hereafter And the, the example that we gave Is like a tree If you have a tree You, you got for a, for a big tree For a tree to grow big and healthy You need deep Neat roots, roots yeah. The roots are unseen This is the iman the Iman it's in your heart No one can see it It's between you and Allah Just like the roots but you, we, Everyone can see the Islam the tree So the you actions, have that yeah. tree that comes out the, That branches out That is your Islam mm-hmm. People can see that And what is the Ihsan? The, ihsan are the fruits Exactly yeah, the people, people benefit from People benefit from Because your salah will make you into someone That is going to be um, uh, what Kind, do you call kind. Yeah. Someone who is going to be honest Because you know that in prayer You are standing before Allah if Allah sees you in prayer, that means He's going to see you outside of prayer. Even if there's no one that's going to catch you, you're not going to cheat at school. You're not Even even if the teachers can't do anything towards you, you're not going to swear your teachers because you know that Allah is always out there. So that is the ihsan dimension, that you benefit from your salah. Your fasting will make you a more charitable person because you feel the hunger of others and you would like to go and help them. And how do you help them? Help them with ihsan. You help them with the most... Uh, Honourable way You don't insult the person So that tree image is The roots are your iman The tree that grow Is your Islam And the fruits that comes out From the tree Is your uh, uh, his- Isan
1: yeah. yeah Yeah So um, as we were talking To the children um, What we like to do um, Is definitely to involve The children in the conversations Exactly So in uh, primary school In pre-primary Especially in year one Year two Where you know the knowledge of Islam Is still growing um, we also use tie it with prior knowledge that they know so that they can contribute to the discussion. So, for example, when I, we were talking about Allah creating all animals, mm-hmm. um, I will ask the children um, questions um, that is not directly related to Islam, um, but questions that will build on the conversation. So, i ask them, who can tell me all the animals that have got wings? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they will name the different kinds of birds, flies, can bees. Anyone name burak? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and they don't know uh, yeah. Um But but what what that does is that the children feels very empowered and very much part of a discussion, yes. especially children who do not know much yet. Yep. Um, then they feel that I can contribute, contribute something. Exactly. I know what what to say so when i say like allah make uh created all the plants and all the trees Uh, who can tell me what plants are there in your garden right so then they can name trees in their garden and then when they go like oh i have this tree with a white flower but i don't know what it's called then i will say okay go back and ask your mom and then come back to me and tell me what the plant is because allah made every one of them and we are able to name every one of them so we tie it back to um, prior knowledge yep. and that just really gets children excited um, that they can contribute and they can give out their ideas. Yes. So when we give example like, okay, now that you know you, you know your mother loves you and you know you love your mother and so we know we need to be kind um, to our mother, tell me one thing that you can do. For your mom, yep. um, when you go home, that would make her happy. Yep. So then we will get discussions uh, from them, and we'll facilitate that, and you know also suggest appropriate different ideas yes. for different age groups. So that this is something that I guess pract- is practical. Yep. That is not only they come here and they listen, and but they need to yeah, go yeah, home and do something. do something about
0: it. And I think it's very important as um, when when we're dealing with students who do not get much Islamic education before coming to As they And some of them are a bit um, older, the year four, year five. And most of the peers um, have already known the basics, like what we're doing today, the Shahada. Most of the peers would have known the Shahada, but there may be one or two that didn't. It's it's okay. Um, this is why, why we are here, we're here to help. Um, so uh, it's important that we teach, but we maintain the dignity of the students. Yes. So when it comes to shahada, we don't want to just say, all right, um, Muhammad, say the shahada, and then Muhammad can, and then the next person, Ahmad, go say the shahada, and he can't, he'll feel embarrassed. So what we do is we have everyone in class say the shahada while the teacher would observe the students, and we can pick up, like, okay, that guy is just moving his lips, he's not reading, because our class are, is quite small, so 15, 10, 15 students, still manageable. And after class, we'll pull the students to the sign and sit in the, the sign and say, "Can you do you know the Shahada? Um, the students say, ah, "I don't really know I right, come. On, let's go and learn." So before the 10, 15 minutes before they actually leave, because usually after class ends people, students will just play at the backyard, mm. and basketball and so on. So we'll take the students to the sign and teach them. So these are the basic things like um, when we get to al fatiha we'll also do the same thing. Uh, we want to maintain the dignity of the student. Yeah,
1: and I think that's really important for trust. Yes. Yeah, and um, if we, we can make sure that the children are not embarrassed or yeah. um, saddened, yep. um, they do build that trust um, really quite quickly with the teachers. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we see that as the children are aging up, um, Kosovo has been almost five years now, yep. um, so we've had children... Since day one, who are still with us, yeah. um, and we can see that relationship build yes. to something that they can come and talk to us or yep. to confide in us where yep. they have um, when they have um, problems or um, when they have some troubles, and that is what we also want to create a community. Um, we call out uh, the Koswa family yes. where we help each other out, yep. so other f- other parents can also be um, the eyes um, of. The, uh, the the parents And you know It's like A little village
0: Yes It takes a village To raise um, a child Alright So I think um, Quite good Discussion For our first Episode of the mm-hmm. Podcast Do you have any Final notes That you want to share Before we end Our session today
1: Alhamdulillah I think This uh, week this first week really went well, despite the forty degree heat. Oh. <laughs> Today was very, very hot, but so. Alhamdulillah, we we knew that it, the weather was going yes. to be quite hot, but so we anticipated and we wanted our children to leave Koswa happy.
0: With a bang. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> what we yeah. did was um, on Thursday night, um, we bought a whole lot of icy poles and we froze them. Yep. And so today as they came out of Koswa we surprised them with icy, icy poles, poles. And yes. that just brought smiles yeah. to all of the children and that they felt happy leaving Koswa cooled down with an yeah. icy pole in their hand.
0: I think my final note is that it's important as we... Um, as we teach in madrasas and we're teaching young children that we remember that we are teaching uh, people of Jannah we as teachers, we have passed the age of uh, spiritual responsibility we carry with us sins but these children, they're pure they are the people of Jannah so um, treat them with respect, cherish them Um, it's an honour that the parents entrust them uh, to us alright, so that's the end of our Um, First session today, our first episode uh, And I'll end with a quotation from the hadith that is known as the hadith of mercy And this hadith of mercy is generally the first hadith taught in hadith schools It's known as hadith musalsal bil awwaliyah Hadith, the first chain of hadith transmitted as the first hadith What it means is that musalsal bil awwaliyah means This is the first hadith that I learned from my hadith teacher was the first hadith that he learned from his teacher all the way to the tabi'in. That means the first, it was continuously from the time of the tabi'in until I learned it. Um, it was the first hadith. I'm not remem- I, I'm not sure if you remember the first time we uh, got this hadith. It was also the first time I got Musa said Al-Awaliyah was with <laughs> you. <laughs> with Sheikh it. That was the first time and then a few other shuyukh but the first time was with, with Sheikh with uh, And I love this hadith because the first hadith of, uh, that we learn is hadith of mercy the one that is merciful is loved by the most merciful by Allah if you show mercy to the inhabitants of earth the inhabitants of uh, the skies the heavens that means the angels will show mercy towards you so spread mercy wherever you are we are the ummah of Prophet Muhammad and he sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said he is all right, thank you very much. Um, hope to see you all again next week.
1: Inshallah.
0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi rahmatullahi wa